Hello, listeners. Before we get started, we want to thank our new sponsor, Answer One, for its support of this show. Their virtual reception service is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to handle inbound calls, schedule appointments, and even respond to emails. Check them out at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the AVA Journal Legal Rebels podcast, where we talk to men and women who are remaking the legal profession, changing the way the law is practiced, and setting standards that will guide us into the future. Welcome to the ABA Journal's Legal Rebels Trailblazers podcast, where we talk to legal innovators who have reinvented the profession and practice of law. I'm Angela Morris, a new podcast host for the ABA Journal. Today, I'm talking to Nicole Braddock, the founder and CEO of Theory and Principle. It's a legal technology company that's 100% focused on creating web and mobile applications exclusively for the legal industry and justice system. Nicole has been a legal innovator for a long time. In 2011, she founded Custom Counsel. The company hooked up independent lawyers to contract with firms or in-house departments that needed temporary help. The ABA Journal named Nicole a 2012 Legal Rebel for that innovation. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thanks so much, and congratulations on your first podcast. Thank you. I am excited because you are a veteran podcaster, and so I feel like I'm in good hands. Thank you. (laughs) I'll do my best to keep it on track. (laughs) So, Nicole, I'm really curious to hear about some of Theory and Principles law and justice clients and the apps that you've developed for them. So what's a good example you can give me? Yeah, so we, we work with a pretty broad range of clients. You know, we have this narrow focus on the legal industry, but the industry itself is so broad. So we work with, for example, foundations that want to build apps that help solve an access to justice type issue. But we'll also work with law firms that are interested in building products, digital products to help them with lead generation to help increase the value that they're offering to their clients. You name it, firms are building a lot of different types of products. And we also work with legal tech companies as essentially an outsourced design firm. So we do user interface and user experience work for existing products. They can be owned by law firms, but they can also be a legal tech company that needs just some additional design support or a third-party review of, for example, the user experience of their product. Wow. Okay. That is such a good description of what you do. But to kind of break it down for me with like an example, can you describe one of the apps that you created and just like what does it do? Yeah. So I can talk about one of the large products we're creating right now, which is uh, designed to help low-income tenants in Chicago. And so it is a product that allows tenants to go onto the site, essentially triage their own problems, get some information. They can automate documents. We'll also scrape for building code violations so that they might have some defense to an eviction, for example, a lot of different tools and and that sort of thing. And then we've also connected with that product. We've also built a, what's essentially a virtual legal clinic. So if you think of like the lawyer for the day at a court on a cattle call day, something like that. And so we made a platform that's designed for lawyers to quickly provide brief legal services to people who, who need that help. So if it's quickly drafting a document, we help 
the lawyer automate a document, request things back and forth from from the client, that sort of thing to get people the quick help they need and get them on their way. Wow, that sounds awesome. I wanted to ask you more about that in a minute, but before we move on, we're gonna take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsor. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One's available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 800-ANSWER-1, that's the number one, or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Okay, welcome back. I'm Angela Morris, and this is the ABA Journal's Legal Rebels Trailblazers podcast. I'm talking with Nicole Braddock of Theory and Principle. Hi, Nicole. Hi there. So uh, before our break, you explained one of your apps that is focused on access to justice. And I wanted to ask you more about that. Can you tell me more about why you think your apps might help solve our country's problem of low-income people not being able to access justice? I don't think our products are going to solve the problem. I think that there are inroads that we can make through using technology to get people better information, more information, help themselves advocate in a more effective manner and get them some of the legal services they need. And I think technology can really help us to do that. But technology alone is not going to solve all of the issues for sure. So I'm wondering, since you have been a legal innovator for such a long time, Could you share or give any tips or advice for just an average lawyer who wants to develop an innovative mindset? Yeah, I mean, I think what it's all about is identifying something that's not working as well as it should be, and then thinking of possible solutions to even make it incrementally better. I think that, you know, it's so easy for us in our practices to just go about and accept everything as it is, accept the frustration with this technology, accept the fact that you're losing clients for you know, because you don't have enough capacity. You sort of come to accept certain things that shouldn't be accepted. And you should always be pushing and asking why. Why is this happening? And then are there any changes that we can make to fix that problem? And these can be like really minor stuff. This can be, you know, maybe uh, purchasing new software that's going to help streamline one thing. I mean, it doesn't have to be what I did, which was completely leave the practice and start a new company. I think there's opportunities for innovation in everyday life as a lawyer. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned your own, you know, that you were a civil litigator and you left to be an entrepreneur. I did have a question about your own legal career, your journey. You know, at Custom Counsel, you connected the firms with independent lawyers. A lot of them were lawyer moms. They didn't want to be in big law. They still wanted to practice just fewer hours. And then I know that Curo Legal bought Custom Counsel in 2015. And another one of Curo Legal Services was creating legal apps. So like it seems logical, that brought you to theory and principle where you're totally focused on legal apps. But yeah, can you tell me more about your personal transformation from the staffing business to legal tech? Yeah, sure. So the staffing business was something that came to me in one day and I decided that it made so much sense to execute. So I just plowed ahead. I didn't at that time know much about the innovation space, what was happening in legal technology, but that 
first business was seen as sufficiently innovative that I was getting invited to speak at, at events and, and meeting the people who were really out there doing all this great work in legal technology. So through those experiences, it sort of opened my eyes to where there were opportunities, you know, what's not being done, and how we can use technology to further the, the profession as a whole. So for me, it was a really a desirable move to move into the technology space. I did not have any background in technology, but then I started when I was with Kiro, me and my team were building products there, and it really became the focus of my entire work and the focus, you know, obviously, obviously our, our whole team. And so we wanted to focus exclusively on that work. And so theory and principle came to be at the end of last year, beginning of this year. So we're, we're six months in or so, but we're, you know, we're, a, we're very much a mature team with a mature pipeline, but also having to all of a sudden behave like a startup again, which is a really interesting place to be. Wow. It sounds like quite an a adventure. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. That's all the time we have today. I'm Angela Morris, and you've been listening to the ABA Journal's Legal Rebels Trailblazers podcast. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalRebels.com, LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find both the ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download the free apps from ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.